0: Welcome back to Mission Accomplished. My name is Michelle.
1: I'm Garrett. And today we're going to talk about
0: why we didn't have a podcast. last Why week. we didn't
1: have a podcast last week. So, Michelle, tell us why didn't we have a podcast last week? We've been very bad about our podcast. Schedule. I know, guys. We're sorry. <laughs>
0: that's that's uh, one of the cons to doing this independently, completely on our own. Um, again, like I think this is our second podcast in our new location. Check it out uh we've definitely elevated the setup love it that is not why we didn't have a podcast Still last week looks
1: the same
0: i love it though it's uh functionally behind the scenes makes way more sense than what we had last time okay anyways so why didn't we have a podcast last week let me tell you why last week we were filming our first big challenge accepted episode out in the wild since Since
1: Quarantine started.
0: Yeah, but when, before quarantine, did we last film one?
1: I don't know. It's been a while. I don't even, I
0: actually think it was FBI Academy last fall.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. So let's start talking. Oh
0: my God. So it's been almost a year since we've filmed a video of this style, which is really weird. Um, Because of the way we release videos, which takes a long time, it hasn't felt like that long. But guys it's been almost an entire year since we have filmed a proper uh out in the wild challenge accepted episode and i say out in the wild because as you guys know we released the gaming video earlier this summer i trained like a professional gamer this one is that we filmed last week is i tried lifeguard academy Yay!
1: Okay, so talk a little bit about that. So this is Ocean Lifeguard Academy.
0: Ocean Lifeguarding.
1: So what can the viewers expect to see? Don't give any heavy spoilers, but like Uh, what kind of things are they going to be seeing in this episode?
0: Well, let me tell you guys, last week was an incredibly intense week. Whatever you think lifeguarding is, I can assure you it is more than that. Uh, We learned so much about lifeguarding. It is such an intense Profession and uh, in a lot of ways, life threatening. It was really, really eye opening to hear the stories of all the seasoned lifeguards there. San Diego is also one of the best lifeguarding institutions in America. So we were really working with the best of the best. I also love San Diego. It was our first time leaving like LA proper, Not also true. since February. Besides the day trip to Santa Barbara, we haven't left LA. Okay. Yeah, so that was exciting to get out of town for a few days Um, and there was just so much preparation involved in that video because I want to say we did like six to eight weeks of prep on the video in terms of outreach, scheduling, planning, also making sure our COVID protocol was up to pace and standard Um, and yeah, the week itself was crazy. I'm also not much of a swimmer so that was (laughs) a uh, big wake up call for me. And in general, it was wonderful just being back, seeing other people, engaging with other people, learning from others and doing what I love to do. It felt really good.
1: So people have been trying to get you in the water for a challenge accepted episode Uh for a very long time.
0: Yes. People have been requesting swimming for forever, since the beginning.
1: So why, one, why have you been avoiding it? I know we've talked about it a little bit before. So answer that first.
0: Okay, well, I'm not that great at swimming. Yeah, like, it has to be to more swim. than that. It has to I be know. more
1: than, oh, I'm not just that good okay, at something. Okay, okay. Well, because you're not like figure skating. You weren't great at figure skating when sure. you first started. So what is it about this one that turned you off more than most?
0: Well, it wasn't really Lifeguard Academy that, that uh, made me less excited. I was excited about Lifeguard Academy. Competitive swimming, which a lot of people, I think, wanted originally when people are requesting yeah, so why swimming. didn't
1: why didn't you want to do that?
0: I just, I am not quite sure what is super compelling from a video angle about swimming laps in a pool over and over again. I think
1: it's just you don't know enough about it yet.
0: I think that is also correct. And mm-hmm. I th- felt like Lifeguard Academy was a way for me to, no pun intended, dip my toes in the water and experience a bit of it. Um, And also kind of um, uh, uh, a very practical way. I mean, they're literally saving people's lives. There's a profession attached to it. And I I felt like there was a lot to learn and explore with that. So that was sort of my way of approaching swimming. Yes, I got my ass handed to me. Don't worry, guys, I did. It was incredibly difficult. And also we got to highlight some really amazing heroes in the process too.
1: What do you think sets this episode... Apart from some of the past ones and let's get past swimming. Hold on. No, no, no (laughs) Let's get past the BS answer of like it was harder or it was that like What do you think what's unique about it? Not just like you were in the water. Give me something else I
0: think what's really unique about lifeguarding is two things number one Obviously, I'm finally swimming you guys are gonna see me swim Um, And that in and of itself is a very different type of exercise than we've ever shown in any of the videos. Okay, but after beyond swimming. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And I'm just saying like anyone who does competitive swimming knows how different it is from running or biking. And in a lot of ways, I feel like the other things we've shown have been sort of built from those core running plyometric type exercises. Even figure skating is a lot of running-based cardio, gymnastics, ballet-type stuff. Swimming is a whole other animal. Um, I think the second thing that makes it really different from any of the other episodes was, I would say that the level of, wow, my mind is really being opened to something completely different than what I expected going into this Mm. is very high. Um... Obviously, anytime we do a Challenge Accepted episode, I learned something new and uh, l- learned something different about whatever we're exploring. This time, there was way more of that than there usually is. That's why I think the stereotype of what a lifeguard is is completely different from what the San Diego lifeguards are doing. It is a full-on institution a subdivision of the fire department they do everything from rescuing people in the water to doing uh big wave rescues in 20 foot waves helping surfers cliff rescues like when someone falls off a cliff the lifeguards go and rescue them guys lifeguards do that um also uh, rescuing people who, who have fallen off the pier um they also do some law enforcement on the beach which is just wild Um, and they also fight marine fires so the breadth of activities and skills that a lifeguard needs to have is much wider and much deeper than I anticipated for sure and it is completely different from the Baywatch stereotype. I feel like lifeguards are often fighting against this Baywatch stereotype and I hope that our video can really break down that they do so much more than what's depicted in that show.
1: So what I was going to answer is that, uh, or at least another interesting aspect about this episode is that I am in this episode of the Oh,
0: yeah, Accepted. Garrett's in this one.
1: I don't do the challenge with <laughs> Michelle because I don't want to do that. I don't have any interest in swimming in the ocean. I don't like the ocean.
0: Well, you, the one thing you did involved that, so I don't know why you're saying that.
1: What I'm saying is, I didn't want to, I didn't, sure, I didn't want to exercise in the ocean. I don't know. <laughs> uh, here, Here's what I did. I.
0: So, for my final challenge, I. Oh, boy. Like, we wanted to simulate uh, a real rescue. So, we did a mock rescue, but because of COVID and everything, um, we needed to have someone
1: <laughs> that you could be that in I close could, like, proximity with without safely, a mask. Without a mask. So they (laughs) threw me into a rip current in the ocean. Yes. And Michelle had... You were
0: our victim. So
1: Michelle had to save me in the water Mm -hmm. three times. And all three times I had to pretend to drown.
0: Oh, my God. Here's your saga. Your pretend drowning saga. No, no, no. This is not a
1: saga. I'm just saying this so we can use it as a title for this episode. What's the title? I don't know. Like drowning three times to...
0: Garrett drowned three times
1: Yeah, I drowned three times for this episode of Challenge. Except, guys, Challenge Accept is really hard. You know, fake drowning. Fake drowning is 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 a lot of work. Let me tell you. Well, it was
0: really scary too because I think it also served a double set because it definitely made me move faster, knowing it was you in the water. And when you are like swimming as hard as you can through these waves, seeing you bob in and out, like someone I love very much was very, it was kind of shocking in a in a scary way. So it definitely was motivating.
1: When you swam up to me, you were like, oh my God, are you okay? But you, you weren't, I know you were supposed to do that as part of your exercise, but you almost broke character there and you were genuinely asking me if I was okay. Well, yeah,
0: because you literally, I mean, Which I guess you were a endearing. good actor, but you looked like you were drowning
1: yeah i was in a rip current
0: and you had gone way further past the point you no, were no no supposed no to. no
1: no. i went exactly where they told me to and then the rip current brought me out into the ocean further
0: yeah you went very far out i'm not saying it's your fault but i'm saying you had gone way for it, like your body had oh, moved yes, way yes, further yes. into the depths of the ocean than originally planned.
1: Anyway, so we brought the drones out for this shoot. It's actually really exciting. We have some really cool footage. Um, yeah, I think I'm the level of production is going
0: to be a new experience for everybody because we have so much amazing drone footage. I don't think we ever, we've ever we ever worked with a drone Not for on Challenge, Challenge Accepted, accepted no. which is exciting because, I mean, how else are you going to capture the grandness of the ocean? Um, but the drone guys were awesome. Shout out to nobleman productions for doing our drone work this this shoot was also really interesting too from a producing perspective because to reduce exposure and people traveling it was only me you and kevin who came from la Mm -hmm. and then all the other rest of the crew we hired locally so we actually found this amazing drone guy and he brought his team out and then our still photographer was actually, uh, if you guys have seen our police academy episode, it's the guy who pepper sprayed me. He's also like a recreational photographer, <laughs> and he came and did our still photography, so we got some awesome shots on this. We definitely um, we definitely added a lot on the production side of things that we haven't before, which is really fun.: uh,
1: we don't have a sponsor for today's episode, do we?: No. Okay. Am I allowed to say the sponsor that reached out to us? Yeah. Even though it's not official yeah. yet? Okay. So if you're listening, you probably listened to our last episode uh-huh. in which I I discussed or brought up with, to Michelle, the idea of how often do you need to change your underwear? And
0: by change, you mean dispose of.
1: Like get new pairs into your circulation, yes. right? Into the cycle. And apparently it's every six months. And then apparently like. Uh, if Which you read is the... way
0: more often than I ever have in my life.
1: Sure. And if you read the comments of this episode, we realize that nobody gets new underwear. Everyone has been wearing the same damn undies for years. So it's more common yeah. than I thought. Okay. So everyone as a joke was like, well, you say it.
0: Okay. So then everyone in the comments is like, you guys need to get me undies to sponsor you. Literally, I kid you guys not, two days after the podcast went up, they reached out to us.
1: So they're not sponsoring this episode, but they might be... But they will be, hopefully, in the future.
0: future. Knock on wood.
1: Uh, So no sponsor today. Except
0: Uh, subscribe to the podcast.
1: So we're going to go back into lifeguarding, but... Well, maybe. We'll see. Uh, But before, I wanted to do some juicy cues because the comments also... Wanted Juicy Q's back.
0: Okay. So did you do that?
1: I did. And you have the questions A week ago, I collected questions. Some of them horrible. Some of them awesome. I'll read a mix in between. You're going to do a mix. Some good and bad questions. So we're going
0: to reward the bad questions? I guess that feels more like a lottery.
1: I don't. Yeah, I want to represent all questions.
0: Yes. and then, You know when they say
1: there's no, no such thing as a bad question? Well, well, guys, there are bad questions. Some of <laughs> you send bad questions. And we're going to see some of those.
0: Oh, no. Okay. And also, if you want to submit to Juicy Qs, be sure to follow Garrett on Instagram. GK
1: to 10K. Almost GK there, baby. 10K. I think I'm at 9,000 now.
0: I'm almost at 10K on Twitch. Oh my God, Twitch has been so fun lately. I have we've been playing Among Us. Almost
1: 400 followers on Twitch. Ooh, 400. (laughs) Okay, what's next? Uh, I'm gonna pull up some juicy cues. Now I have to find them because this was from a week over a week ago, and my notifications are very old now. Oh, maybe they're gone. How? Does anyone know how long give me your phone. questions save? I can
0: save? figure it Yeah, give me your phone. Give me your phone. I don't know if this is business account, only insights.
1: I have a business account. Oh. Yeah. I'm with the times, man.
0: Okay, here you go.
1: Oh, juicy cue. Sound effects. <laughs> applause. And stop See. applause. All right, we're going to start easy and work our way up. Question number one from Erin Nicole Lewis. What is one condiment you could never give up?
0: One condiment I could never give up. This isn't a condiment, but mushrooms. I love putting mushrooms on everything.
1: Not a correct answer. Not a valid answer. Mushroom is not a condiment.
0: You know what condiment I've been loving lately?
1: That's not what the question is.
0: Keith's Haber's Burgers Sauce. So good. I will say. Keith from the Try Guys released his new burger sauce and it's really good.
1: uh, Keith's sauce is very good. I have bison burger every day for lunch. I always put that sauce on. It's very good and I'm very picky. I'm
0: not a condiment person otherwise though.
1: Okay, but what, so no answer? For me.
0: Guacamole, I don't know. I don't put ketchup and mustard. Clearly you're not passionate
1: about that answer. I don't put
0: ketchup and mustard on anything. For me it's
1: mayonnaise. But I've been having the, no, 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 I've been having the avocado mayonnaise. Yeah. Very tasty. All right. New question. Noah Rich.
0: Noah Rorich?
1: Yeah. Do you know that person?
0: Yeah, they're on Twitch.
1: Oh. Will Michelle change her surname?
0: I am not going to change my last name.
1: We have no plans of doing that.
0: And it's partly because Garrett's stepmom's name is Michelle and then i would just be another michelle kennel and i feel like there should just be one it makes it more special um and also it's a lot of paperwork to change your name i also like my name
1: i like your name as it is i have no need for you to change your name i don't want to change my name we're just gonna keep our names yeah Uh, Stephen or Stefan Sirich, do you drink coffee?
0: I do not drink coffee. I don't like coffee. I think it smells terrible and tastes terrible. Oh, I
1: didn't know you think it smelled and tastes terrible. I love coffee. I drink coffee every day.
0: Uh, Yeah, you do. Everybody else does here. Um, But you drink tea. I'm pretty sure Silas and Madeline also drink.
1: You drink tea, right?
0: I do. I like tea because it tastes good and has caffeine um but i don't really well they
1: both taste good
0: well to you
1: okay fair
0: yeah i don't i don't like coffee
1: you heard it here you you heard it here first folks michelle does not like ordering coffee
0: but on shoots like last week i definitely have caffeine because those shoots are so intense anymore I'm ready to keep talking about lifeguarding.
1: Uh, yeah. What is your biggest insecurity and how do you overcome it?
0: Oh, my God.
1: Now we're here with the heavy hitters.
0: Uh, I think my biggest insecurity is my age in relation to everything. I feel like ever since I was 15, I've always felt I'm getting old. I think it's a maybe it's a thing that women deal with primarily, I think way more than men but literally I remember being 15 and thinking, "Oh, I'm too old to audition for Disney Channel now," which isn't even true. Um because like everyone on Disney Channel is like 20, but I just feel like at every stage of my life, it's always been that age is a factor in some way shape or form. Um and then as I get older, like there's a little bit of insecurity about like all the TikTok people are Fifteen, you know where do i fit in this internet ecosystem Mm -hmm. um am i less relatable because i'm older than they are uh am i less there's also this feeling of like am i less accomplished because i didn't do all of this by the time i was 15 like they did um and then also just from an audition perspective I feel like age is always an annoying thing in the audition room as well. Like, what is your perceived age? And even if you look like you could be 18, will they, you know, like, should you play 18? Because you're not, you know? And then just, like, I feel, again, like, everybody on YouTube and TikTok, so it seems, at least on Instagram, uh, everybody gets some sort of, uh, cosmetic adjustment to themselves whether it's lip fillers, Botox, uh, even nose job, facial reconstruction. Um, I feel like there is such a culture on Instagram to do all of that type of stuff and I feel somewhat at times like I've never done anything like that. Do I need to? Am I supposed to? Because I see wrinkles forming around my eyes or my cheeks or whatever you know so i feel a little bit of pressure like maybe i should just get some botox so that i fit in better i hate feeling that way
1: i mean i don't think you need or should do any of that but it's also not my decision so well thank you i think you look amazing thank you how how uh while we're on this question those insecurities, let's say age and the, uh, the 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 feeling to change yourself to feel younger. How often does that seep in? Is that like a... Every day. Every day. Every day. Is there something that triggers that or is it just like randomly will just pop and bubble up into your head?
0: Pretty much like every time I look in the mirror, I have some sort of thought about that. Whenever I look on Instagram and then open up my own Insta stories to take a video of myself, I feel that like when I look at the selfie camera, um, I mean, selfie camera never opens in a flattering position ever. Um, But sometimes I feel that just looking at myself and in this industry, I feel like we look at I look at myself all the time, way more than the average person, whether it's time i spend in front of the mirror getting ready to film or just re-watching myself in edits all the time there's more opportunity to stare and critique because of that but it it definitely crosses my mind all the time and especially when i see women praised for their looks women who i know have had that work done
1: Mm, so it almost reinforces like Oh, if I do that, too, I'll also get praise. Mm-hmm. I see.
0: Or like, if I do that, too, maybe I won't spend so much time worrying about it in front of the mirror mm-hmm. and it'll just go away.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that you struggle with that because me as a as a dude, as a guy, I feel like I never have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. For a whole myriad of reasons, obviously. Um so it's interesting. Hearing but is there how
0: nothing I'm, about your physique that that bothers you in any way that you've ever had to?
1: Yeah, do? but I would never. I but my first thought isn't oh, let me get surgery to change something or let me right. like try to fix it with like. I'm just like oh well, okay, that's just what I'm gonna look like and that's fine.
0: No, it's not. Yeah, because you've talked to me about some of your insecurities before.
1: Yes, but I but it, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I've ever been like, oh, I'm gonna go have surgery done to fix okay. something, right?
0: Yeah, like, yeah. I think I think, I think everyone it. has
1: insecurities, but it's a matter of like, what is the next? I think thought. that's the
0: difference between the pressure placed on women versus men. One hundred percent. I mean, if you look at movies, there are successful men at every age group, as there are for women, but there are far fewer older women who are successful in acting for example compared to older men i believe that and it sucks
1: and you think it's because
0: i think it's because there's this societal thought that women are always supposed to be young and beautiful Mm -hmm. and men on the other hand can be any age as long as they're strong and empowered and uh, take charge of a situation
1: and that's Juicy Q's ending it with a heavy question thanks for your questions uh, I skipped the bad ones so uh, most of, a lot of them inappropriate some of them not worth uh, asking some of them Madeline cut out uh, so that's it for Juicy Q's if you want your Juicy Q read in a uh, episode of the podcast, uh, follow me on Instagram and uh, maybe I'll read it. <laughs> now, let's go back into lifeguarding. So, that was the last episode of Challenge Accepted we shot last it- week. So, Michelle, an yeah. episode of Challenge Accepted takes quite a long time to make, as you've mentioned on the podcast before. Uh, now, obviously, a lot of that is the post production, editing, sound design, color, etc. However, a lot of that is in pre-pro, you know, all the That's preparation my realm. before an episode. That is your realm. That's what you are a master of. So tell me a little bit about the pre-pro process for lifeguarding.
0: Okay. Well, for all of these videos, I am the main producer on them, which means I'm sort of the mom. <laughs> I'm sort of responsible for everything in a lot of ways. The logistics, the paperwork, the schedule, the accommodations, the room, the board, the budget, making sure everyone has what they need, making sure everybody knows what's going on every minute of the day. All the prep calls, all of the everything like that. So I'm sort of like the engine behind everything, the brain and the engine. And I think that I sort of fell into this because I don't have a film school background. So I didn't, you know, uh, at least through college, I never really learned camera or sound or lighting or anything like that. But because of my background, like working at Google and everything, I'm very good at organizing and getting things done. And that's pretty much what a producer does. And now obviously working with you and everybody else, I have a better understanding of how that specifically works in the film industry um specifically for lifeguarding there was a lot of new logistics stuff that we've never had to deal with before um the first one I think is obvious it was COVID developing our COVID protocol and making sure that for every single event that we did there was a unique protocol like okay when we're at this location this is the COVID protocol this is how far apart people need to be this is the limit on how many people can be there at any time. Every single location and event had a unique COVID protocol. The next element was whenever we work with an agency like South Metro Fire Rescue or San Diego Lifeguarding, we usually work with a point person to develop what all of the different activities we're going to be doing there are. So they sort of present to us, hey, this is what we do in a regular lifeguard academy over, you know, several weeks. Here are the best activities we think would be the most exciting for you to do. And we sort of mix and match with those two things, taking their ideas and our ideas and sort of pare it down into the best of the best events to do over a two to three day period. So a lot of prep on this was going through all of their academy curriculum and making sure that we were choosing the events that were the most exciting and also organizing it in a way in a schedule Um, because a lot of times when they create a schedule, it's the schedule they would follow if they're just administering the academy. But then I have to do a pass on the schedule to add in a bunch of buffer time to allow for crew, camera, setup, breakdown, whatnot, Um, And then I'm also communicating with Kevin, our director of photography, to make sure he knows everything that's going on. He has all of his needs covered the, uh, you know, like if we're going to do something that takes place primarily underwater, then we got to have time uh, and equipment to do GoPro rigging and things like that. So it's sort of padding in time for all of those things, collecting the lunch orders. Um, Yeah. And then... In the weeks leading up, it's making sure we've got all of our gear ordered, making sure that the schedule is finalized, accommodations, food—it's a lot. It's—it's literally just like being everybody's mom, and paperwork. Lots of paperwork. I do lots of lots of paperwork. (laughs) Then when we're on the shoot, um, whenever I'm not on camera, I'm producing. So I'm usually working. So on this shoot, we actually had a really cool situation where Iris, who has done some producing on the channel and helped us out before she was stationed here in LA to again, reduce our footprint on set. And, uh, basically she was remotely handling a lot of things. So like Iris would put in our lunch order from LA and have it sent in San Diego to the location we were at coordinating all of that. Um, so that's kind of everything I was doing between and, and also just like setting, set, I, I also like to think like I want everyone to be comfortable and set up for success. So a lot of what I do is making sure that a lot of the thinking and like mental labor is done for everybody else so that everyone else on set can just focus on their job so I never want anyone to have to worry about what's for lunch. What, what can I get for lunch or any of that? I want all of that taken care of beforehand um, so that people can just do the best of their jobs. So it's sort of like being a mom slash party planner slash high anxiety. You know, it's kind of like all those <laughs> wrapped in one.
1: High anxiety as if it was a profession.
0: Yeah, that's being a producer. But... I also am really good at producing and I'm very proud of the work I do producing.
1: You should be. Yeah, you're very, very good at because it. I haven't only met, I have met that many good producers and you are by far one of the best.
0: Producing is one of the hardest positions on set because if a producer messes up, it affects everyone on the crew. Mm-hmm. You know, if lunch is late, that affects the entire day. If someone doesn't get their lunch order... That, that that messes that up. I keep returning to lunch, but catering is really important to me personally.
1: Well, not just you, but everybody. I mean, everyone knows the feeling, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but everyone knows if you are at a restaurant and you get the wrong meal ordered to you or you order Postmates and the wrong meal comes for you. That bothers people a it, lot. It like
0: ruins it ruined, your evening.
1: It, it really ruins... It's something so small, so insignificant, but it really ruins your day. And... Making sure people's lunch orders are correct. is just a simple way to keep everybody happy.
0: hmm What are other things I do? Oh, I'm really big on like Crafty and sunscreen making sure like all those little things again It's sort of like planning a party. You sort of have to anticipate everybody else's needs. So I know okay We're gonna be outside a ton I'm gonna make sure like me and Kevin went to REI a couple days before and we got a bunch of stuff for the sun and the beach um just making sure we have sunscreen and and towels and hand sanitizer all that at the ready like I want I want everything that a crew could begin to think about or need to be at the ready so I'm doing a lot of thinking through every single activity and anticipating any foreseeable need oh okay well for this scene the crew might need to get in the water okay I need to make sure that All these crew people have waterproof shoes for that. Or, oh, they're gonna need a towel after we do this because it's gonna be really hot and they're gonna be in the water. I'll need to make sure to pack an extra towel for that day.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of foresight, a lot of thinking through the day in your head and thinking minute by minute what's gonna happen and also considering. What are all the things that could go wrong mm-hmm. in every minute of that yeah. day? And then making a plan for, oh, if this person falls out of the boat, what's the plan for that? Uh, luckily, we were working with, in this case, lifeguards. So falling out <laughs> yes. of a boat wasn't a huge issue. Um, this shit was fun. We mentioned earlier we had uh, a lot of drone, a lot of underwater camera. We threw Kevin on the front of a boat and got some really cool shots that way. We did. It's just a... I'm excited to see it all come together. We have some yeah. amazing interviews. We've talked to some of the most passionate people on camp, like that we've ever talked to in, in the series before. Rick. Yeah. You
0: guys are going to meet Rick. He's great. I'm incredible. Like they're him. all
1: they're all great. They're all very, very passionate people. And we are very honored and excited to tell their stories that they've been holding on to for such a long time. Um Yeah, I like originally when we thought to do this episode, I was like, "Okay, this would be cool," but I wasn't like, "Where? What's the one thing about it that like really got me excited?" And it wasn't until we were there and I met everybody and we saw how difficult their training was and how so
0: difficult,
1: how uh, passionate they were about it. It is
0: definitely for me as an individual. I'm not saying this applies to everybody. For me as an individual, it was the hardest physical fitness exam I've ever done for any of the challenges. But you say episodes.
1: that every time. No. Yes. Right when an episode's done, you say that was the hardest one you've ever went through.
0: Okay. I, that's the hardest episode overall. And yes, they get collectively harder every time. But this one, I'm talking to just the baseline requirement so to be a so, lifeguard. So
1: let's break that down. So for people listening. That okay, means this is
0: why it's so hard.
1: For pe- No, 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 no. For people listening. That means Michelle thinks... That Lifeguard Academy was more difficult to her than Marine Boot Camp. Now, I'm not saying that's incorrect. I'm saying, why no. do you feel that way? Okay,
0: let me clarify. Yes. I'm referring to the baseline physical fitness entry exam.
1: Gotcha. And we did do that one of those for Marine Boot Camp.
0: So, no, 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 no. We yeah. didn't. But let's say like the FBI physical fitness test sure. that I did.
1: You crushed the FBI physical fitness test.
0: It was very hard. But I was also like, I do a lot of those things. You have a background
1: in cardio. Yes. You're good at that stuff.
0: Firefighting, uh, the daily physical activity workout was super hard. Super hard. They're always hard, guys. They're always hard. (laughs) No surprise there. But I got through it. Lifeguarding was just like a whole other ballgame. And again, like I said earlier, it's because... I don't have like a massive background in competitive swimming or anything like mm-hmm. that. But it was hard. It was it was the first time where I've been in a physical exam, entrance exam and thought to myself, I have no clue how like what am, it, it was just so out of my league. From the swimming component.
1: And the lifeguards have to turn a lot of people down because they're unable to meet the requirements. Mm-hmm. Now, what's really cool is what they do is if somebody doesn't pass, they will work with them and point them in the right direction on how they can train to pass those tests. I think that's really awesome and something that I really enjoyed about learning the in the Lifeguard Academy video that we just did is that they're... Uh, Sense of community and teamwork, and like no man left behind. Mm -hmm. That mantra was very, very strong for them. I hadn't
0: felt that level of love and teamwork and
1: camaraderie in,
0: in 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 that way before. In another episode, and I think it was best evidenced by, and we'll show this in the video, obviously, but in one of the exams, spoilers. All the lifeguards finished way ahead of me, and they actually. Came back and completed my test with me. They came and swam the rest with me, um, which was just like really, really powerful and really a testament to their feeling of no one gets left behind. Yeah. Which is so. Th- that was... People say that, but they like really execute on that in Lifeguard Academy. Yeah, that was, San Diego.
1: that was a pleasant surprise for me. That was one of my favorite takeaways from this shoot personally.
0: Mm-hmm. It also made me think about how I can do that more in my daily life. To really go out of my way to lift others up and help them.
1: Like if I'm eating a sandwich and I just can't finish it, you'll help me finish the sandwich.
0: I mean, uh, okay.
1: That's not a realistic uh, example because I never, I never not finish a sandwich. But you would, you would help me now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 like I said before, I'm I'm crazy about good food on set. Mm-hmm. Crazy about it.
1: It all comes it all because comes I mean certain. we've
0: all been on those sets where lunch isn't good.
1: I mean, most people listening have never been on a set.
0: Okay, okay, fine. Um, there's this sort of like meme in the industry where it's a it's not a good set if they serve you pizza at lunch, for example.
1: Nothing against pizza, but it's cheap. And after a while, you just you're it's not there's no no nutrients. Yeah, you're just it's 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 pizza.
0: And if I feel like you can value a crew in a lot of ways. One is like how much you pay them and their rate. The second is how you respect their time and being organized on set. But I think one of the most important ones is how how you serve your crew and how you fuel them. Because if you fuel your crew well, they will produce great work.
1: Yeah, it's like in film school, it's because of money, budget reasons, I understand, you don't have a lot of money, but people wouldn't feed their crews well and their crews were tired and they're sluggish and they weren't getting work done. It's like, well, you're literally not feeding them well. Mm -hmm. What do you expect, you know? I
0: think that applies to a lot of things too. Like if you are working on a project or a new endeavor on your own and you ask a friend for help, even if you can't pay them, like Postmates, something good from a one to two dollar sign restaurant um, and treat them to a meal. You know,
1: Can we talk about these new Postmates robots that are rolling around. Oh, Los my God.
0: We'll show a photo photo for those of you watching visually. we have been seeing these little robots. Them. They look like mini grocery carts and they just wheel around. Have you
1: seen the movie WALL-E? So imagine yeah. Wally, but it's Postmate brand, and they zoom, zip, zop around the around L.A. and deliver <laughs> people uh, their Postmates, and I just find that interesting.
0: Yeah, they're kind of cute. I haven't uh, had the pleasure of partaking in the enjoyment of one, but I have seen them, and they're very cute.
1: Did you hear? Did you know Kevin got one? one yeah. Delivered delivered food to his door.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. When he was on set. Mm -hmm. See, that's a set where he was fed well.
1: Last thing I'll say is uh, if you aren't following us on Twitch yet or if you don't know what Twitch is, I do recommend uh, making an account and just checking out what Michelle's been doing on Twitch. It's very fun. We've been playing with like We've been playing this new game that everyone's watching on Among the internet us. called Among Us. So fun! It's hilarious, and you need like ten people to play. So every time we play, we play with a lot of our friends and other influencers, uh, and it's just a lot of a lot of really fun personalities. Uh, Mac does it, plays with us sometimes. Kelsey
0: uh, and Peachy Kelsey
1: plays with us sometimes. We have we have a, a lot of fun. And we haven't been editing them into videos and putting them on YouTube yet. So if you do want to, if that any of that sounds interesting to you, I do highly recommend, even if you don't know what Twitch is, just I didn't know what it was like a couple of months ago. I knew what Twitch was, but I never watched anything on Twitch. Make an account, poke around, just see what's on there. It's pretty interesting. Um, and we're having a lot of fun. I know a lot of other YouTubers mm-hmm. are having a lot of fun on that platform. Uh, streaming is a whole nother world. If, you are in, if that sounds interesting to you, check that out. Um, I don't have merch, uh, but I, uh, I'm gonna, uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna try making something. I think I'm going to try to beat you to having merch.
0: Okay. But okay.
1: I'm going to try to make merch in the next couple weeks.
0: That, I can't believe you just, this just came out of your mouth and now it's happening.
1: Mm -hmm. And I'm going to, uh, try to sell some corn themed merch. And start getting some sales data.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: That's my uh, task for next week. Send your juicy cues. This whole thing, everything I'm saying is just a big (laughs) plug for nothing. Uh,
0: Also, guys, if you are new here, be sure to subscribe.
1: Also, hi, mom. My mom watches oh my every episode How, can of the I, podcast. I? Let me do this
0: outro. Okay, guys, if you're new here, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and wherever you are listening currently. Also, leave us a five-star review below. That is super helpful to us. And we love reading no, your reviews. No, but only if you believe it's five But only if you believe stars. it's five stars. If not, that's okay, too.
1: Also, leave oh corn God. emojis in the reviews. Oh, my And then God. I will read your review on the okay, podcast. fine.
0: If you re- we'll do that next week.
1: There's no way I'm gonna go back and check, but do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay. This is staying in the podcast. Our oh my oh god, my it's god. so bright.
0: Our duvetine just fell. We had now- the windows
1: covered for for a very good reason, as you could see, to block the light from coming in. And look at this disaster that happened.
0: And if you made it to the end of this podcast, congratulations, mission accomplished. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Wow, that was horrible. Oh, my God, that's great.